You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. We got hour two of Real Presence Live coming up right now. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning. My name is John Clark. John Clark. Yeah. And uh, we're having a great morning, a great discussion on prayer, and we're going to continue that discussion in a moment. First of all, I don't get to do this much anymore, but I just want to give a shout out to the guy behind the board today, Eli. <laughs> Eli Copenhaver. You're awesome, Eli. Thanks for what you do. All right. Next up, we are going to be talking about a wonderful topic. So we've been talking about intercessory prayer. We've been talking about, you know, our Lenten penances. And maybe this is, um, for some of those of you listening, uh, perhaps a fruit of uh, the Lenten penance if you've been working on prayer. Exactly. So we have with us today in studio, Sean Kaiser. Welcome. Thank you. And <laughs> um, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Sean DeKaiser. Um, I'm from West Fargo. Uh, my parish over there is Blessed Sacrament. Um, I'm a professor at NDSU. I teach and, and do research in natural resource management. I, I mainly deal with water issues in, in natural areas like prairies. Um, I am in the first year of the diaconate program with, with um, seven other wonderful men and their wives, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been going um, very well. And actually, we just made a silent retreat here mm. in, in January, so I guess that kind of leads us into well, that yeah, topic. tell us a little bit about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. when did you first go on a silent retreat? And I'm curious, what retreat were you at? Yeah, so I I, I used to live in Castleton, and I had a very good friend over there. Our, our daughters were the same age, going to school together, very good friends, and uh he kept bugging me. He goes, you know, you need to go over to DeMontreville and, and mm. go on a silent retreat. And it, it, it just, he kept persisting and kept persisting. And finally said, okay, I'll, I'll go. And um, I, I wanted to go uh, by myself first just to, to experience it. And so it, I actually looked in, in my notes, and it was actually eight years ago right now. Um, uh. it, it was like it was like March 15th through the 16th. So... So it's, it's been yeah eight years when I made my first one. Yeah, you know, and I actually I've made three retreats to DeMontreville as well. Mm. Um, and what a what a wonderful uh, facility! Just it it really is. T- tell us some of the um, you, you, eight years ago you went on. I'm curious what was your what were your first impressions? I mean, what were you expecting, and, and what actually did you experience? Yeah, so I I really didn't know what to expect, um, and. My first experience, it, it was good, but it, it wasn't the best. And th- the reason was, is I, I'm always a go-getter. I'm always, I've got a plan of action. I've got a plan of attack. And, you know, I went, I went there and I was like, I'm going to get these things done. This, this, mm-hmm. this, and this mm-hmm. done. And that, that wasn't the way to go into it. And I, I didn't realize that until later retreats. And, um, but overall, you know, it was, it was a great experience. Um, and anybody has made this, you know, it, it goes from Thursday night until Sunday afternoon. And, you know, Thursday night and all of Friday, you're just trying to quiet your mind, right? Because it, 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 the world is still with you. And, and it isn't until Saturday that you actually really start experiencing that silence and, that, and the, the spiritual gifts from that. 
And uh, and then, you know, then Sunday comes and you're just like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Christina weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Where yeah. you, you got to go back to the real world and you're not really quite sure you want to. Right. Yeah. You're driving away and you're already missing it, <laughs> you know? know. And, um, and, and the fruits from the silence is, is amazing. It's, yeah. It truly yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So my journey with silent retreats is an interesting one. So my first experience with silence was actually at a Curcio. Uh and, uh, you know, there was that, that original um, 12 hours of, of silence. And when we started to be able to talk again, I actually found that I missed it, which is hilarious because I had just at that, that Easter or previous Easter had a conversation with my wife about how I could never do a silent retreat because I love to talk too much and there's just no way. And so I found myself at a silent retreat the, the following year after Curcio. Um, I think you were actually on it. It was at Sticklestead. Yeah. Uh, and that was my first experience with silence. Um, and I remember, uh, I think it was Father Luke Meyer, he was the retreat director, and he just told us, you know, you just let everything go. You know, don't don't feel like you have to come here and do the work. Don't feel like you have to do anything. Just place yourself before the Lord, and you will hear His voice. You know, because there's some question about like, okay, I'm going to be in silence. Am I really going to hear the Lord talk? Or, you know, um, you know what's actually going to happen? And I found that to be very fruitful for me of just being there and, and the Lord needs to do the work. I would agree totally. In fact, the following retreat and, and, and my friend who, um, you know, encouraged me to go, I went with him the following year. Um, and then we went in, in September and he said, you know, if you're just a blank slate and you go in there with no expectations, no goals, you'd be surprised. And so I, I made it the point that I was just going to be that blank slate. And that's the way to experience mm. um, the retreat. Because God has plans for you. He He wants to do something with you in that, that retreat. And when you're pushing your will forward, I want to get this, this, and this done. I want to accomplish this spiritually. It, it, it's it's about an inch compared to, to God's 10 miles, right? And so um, if you go in as a blank slate, just totally open, totally docile, and just ask God, you know, what, where do you want me to go with this? What do you want to show me? He will reveal those those things he wants you to work at. And, um, you know, the the excellent example is that second retreat. It became so clear that he wanted me to focus on loving my wife, mm-hmm. that it, it was overwhelming. And, and I knew that's what he wanted me to do. And that has stuck with me um, for all those years. And, and it's, it's still something that you're constantly working on. How can I love my wife more? You know, because that, you know, that's what the world needs to see right now is, is good spouses. Really does. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, and that, that was that was my personal journey. And, and again, if, if you're if you're open to it, he, he's going to show you. Um, and it, it it really is only in silence that you can can hear that. Um, so. it, and it's a lot about um, it's it's like you said, the first two days is really kind of shutting out the outside world, and you really don't realize um, until you have just how noisy things have been and how distracting your day-to-day life is. So having that focus, I remember one exercise um, when I was at Montreville where we had to, um, 
we did scripture reading, and then we had to go off by ourselves and contemplate the smallest thing. And mm-hmm. I went, I had this place that I picked out that that's where I would go and I would do a lot of my meditating. And I remember looking at a, a branch and the buds, this was in April, and the buds were coming out, just starting to, to leaf out. And I went, something that I take for granted is how, you know, how, the, how God brings the warmth and renews life every spring. Mm-hmm. And I, I would not have thought about that, Sean. I really wouldn't have. I mean, I've got too many things. I've got the phone, I've got this and that and the other thing. So to, to shut everything out really opens up just how beautiful the things are. And, and that's, when, that's when you can be spoke to, right? Right, exactly, yeah. We, we had a, a similar um, um, exercise as well. And it, it was actually, it was a beautiful moment because it was, you know, it was, uh, um, you know, after the resurrection and, and Peter and the, the other guys are out in the boat, right? And, um, and, you know, they ask us, okay, to pitch, you know, hear the fire crackling, smell the smoke see the fish cooking and mm. and it was just like wow you know mm. it was so intense and um you, you you were there you were there with christ and uh yeah but you, you you can't do that with all the noise right you know you can't really focus in on what the scripture is trying to tell you if you're just tuning in we're visiting with sean de kaiser this morning about silent retreats and and the beauty that exists in the silence and um you know for those who might be listening this morning, Sean, who maybe have never heard about a silent retreat, definitely have never been on one, there could be a fear of silence, right? We we get so busy, we get so into our day-to-day that we're almost scared to slow down because we're we're not comfortable even with our own thoughts and the things that we might experience in that silence. Can you just speak a little bit to that fear? Yeah, um, I, I totally understand that. And as far as speaking over it, you know, I'd say, "Hey, get over it." You know, um, <laughs> it just it, it, and and it, it's you know, I've, I'm I'm a lot further along than somebody else might be. Um, I, I've always been a person that's um, kind of you know always looking inwards, always thinking. Um, it, that's just my nature. So it, it it's it's not as fearful to me. Um, I my my wife went on the diaconate silent retreat and she was kind of scared and she's <laughs> kind of just the opposite of me but you know she she went into it and um and gave it a try and and she she actually found it quite rewarding you know it's just so it's just like you, you don't know what you're going to experience unless you try it and and ev- everybody's got to enter that silence that you really do um to really hear God's voice uh, and that's you don't have to go on a retreat to do that. Just doing that, you know, maybe 15 minutes a day, right? Well, see, that was, I was going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that, that I was going to ask you. We can maybe talk about it after break a little bit, too. But um, you mentioned that you you went one just recently and then in September again. So do you go to two retreats um, a year? Or? Oh, so um, it initially, no, actually the DeMontreville one, I go every two years. Okay. Um, and... Uh, um, I didn't go this year because of obvious reasons with 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 COVID and 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 the fact that my daughter got married kind of at the same time, mm. so it, it wasn't it wasn't going to happen. Um, uh, but uh, no, the the one um, that I recently went on was 
for the Diac, and then okay. it was actually in Maryvale. Okay. And I, I would call it a semi-silent retreat um, because there, you know, we did have some discussion, um, especially with with your spouse, and um, but you did take those you know, whatever we were studying, which was usually scripturally based, and you, you would take time to just just contemplate that um, um, in the silence. Yeah, so if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Sean DeKaiser, and we're talking about silent retreats and just the beauty of silence. Uh, we do have to head to a break here, but we will return. And one of the things we're going to talk about is, you know, just this idea, even continuing over from our from our host bamper of, of of baby steps, you know? Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about just words of encouragement and, and maybe where you can go on a silent retreat if you're, if you're listening right now and, and the Holy Spirit is pricking your heart. So all this and much more when Real Presence Live continues right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And be sure to visit realpresenceradio.com. If you've missed any of the show this morning, you can find the podcast up there later today. You can submit a prayer intention. You can nominate your favorite priest to receive donuts because... All priests, I think, like donuts. Who doesn't I mean, like donuts? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's with honor our fathers. 
Anyway, realpresenceradio.com. That's where you can find all of that and much more. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Yep, joined by John Clark. John Clark. And we're having a great discussion with Shonda Kaiser on silent retreats um, and the importance of of the silence and encountering the Lord in the silence. And, you know, one of the things you, you were talking about before the break, Sean, was, you know, if you've never been on a silent retreat, maybe a three-day silent retreat is not the best place to start. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about baby steps, John, in, mm-hmm. in our and doing things that are sustainable. So maybe, maybe the baby step is just start with 15 minutes of silence for the rest of Lent and uh, work your way up and continue to add. Can you just talk about the importance of incorporating silence so that we could be at a point at some point where we could enter a silent retreat? Right. Yeah, and I, like you said, baby steps are a great way to go. That, you know, that's, that's the way I started. Um, and, it, it, you know, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes a day and just and, and making that dedication to it and, and make it a conversation with God. I mean, God knows what you want before you even do. And, and just be yourself within that. And, um, you know, it does help, though, you know, to have scripture with um, and meditating on that. If that's, if that's the way to enter into silence, I mean, there's any a number of ways. Um, but again, he, he, he really likes you to be yourself and, and, and just, again, he knows you better than you know yourself. So, um, that, you know, that, that's what I would suggest right away is just 10, 15 minutes a day. Um, you know, I'll, it builds though. You, you learn to love it. I'll give you, you know, my, during my Lent, I don't listen to radio. Sorry, RPR. <laughs> I, um, I don't watch TV. I don't surf the internet. I don't, I don't do anything. In fact, it's, it's all silence. And, mm-hmm. and again, you become, you, you desire it so much because you understand that that is where God's at. It's in the silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, Eli. He comes back after 40 days. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yep. And he's always got the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll listen to it later. No, I, I think that's a great point. So if you're listening this morning and, and you're hearing silent retreats and you're like, that's not for me or, you know, that's a really scary thing. Like, it's okay. You can start small and you can build. And that's really where the Lord wants to encounter you anyway, is if you're not praying, just start to pray. Exactly. You know, and I think that, uh, you know, you you were mentioning during the break that, that you're, uh, one of the things you're doing during Lent is you're reading St. Faustina. Correct. Yeah. And she has something very powerful to say about silence. Yeah, so this is paragraph 888 in book two. She says, Silence is so powerful a language that it reaches the throne of the living God. Silence is his language, though secret, yet living and powerful. What does that mean to you when you, when you read that? You know, I, you always... You always hear the the um, the famous scripture verse, right, from Elijah at Mount Sinai, right, and and you know a lot of what's around us are the uh, um, the wind blowing, the, the earthquakes happening, the fire going, and it, and that's not our God, you know. He's he's simple, he's he's gentle, and um, to me, it's just she's keying into his language this this is who he is this is how he is and for us to understand his language we got to get to that level and get to that silence to hear it and so uh, i guess that's what it, it means to me 
silent retreats, how do they impact um, one's prayer life, do you think? I mean, how, how does it impact your prayer life? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that's, I would say, um, with the Montreville um, and the Ignatian um, um, prayer life, it, 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 it really helped me a great deal. And if, if, you, if you're not familiar with um, Ignatian prayer, it's, you, you kind of, you know, uh, like you asked during the break, you know, is it me talking? Is it God talking? Or, you know, and, and you know, God talks to you in a lot of different ways, right? Through mm-hmm. others, um, through scripture, um, and in the interior life as well. And it, it, it's it's praying about something, asking a question, or or you know, God, do you want me to do this? And then it's it's just kind of thinking at it at different angles, and then taking a step back. How do I feel? You know, is there peace there? Am I anxious? And that's kind of the way God is is talking to you. And if you get to that point where, oh man, this is bringing me a lot of peace. Well, you know what? <laughs> God's telling you something right there in His quiet whisper. Yeah, it's really important, I think, to um, <clears throat> to discern whether it is the voice of the Lord. Uh, one one of the things that strikes me too is that there is another voice out there, right? That isn't of the Lord, and so you know, remaining in that peace is a good way to know whether it is the Lord or whether it is the enemy. Because one of the things, as I was mentioning on that first silent retreat, that that Father Luke Meyer also said is two voices will grow louder, the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy, but it will be clear which is which. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, the, if, if you experience that inner peace, uh, it's almost guaranteed that is the voice of the Lord. And the other voice, which can be very loud sometimes, um, it, it, it doesn't bring that peace. It, it always brings unrest. It brings anxiousness. You know, and sometimes we fall into the trap. I know I do. You know, um, it, and and sometimes it's hard to work through that. And if you do that within the silence, again, and just remember that you're looking for the peace, you're looking for those answers, those thoughts that bring that peace. It, it'll be a good guidepost for you. When you first went on retreat, you were talking that. You kind of you tried to control a situation basically just because you're driven by um, structure, I would imagine. But what other what other apprehension did you have before you took it? You said that a friend of yours had to remind you, or kind of buggy almost, to do it. What was holding you back? Well, four kids for one, <laughs> um, and and uh, some might want the silent retreat just for. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, and you know, just I was telling myself I was too busy. You know, with with work, I had I had a career that I was building on, um, and and he he kept coming to me and saying, you know, you'll find out work goes a lot easier after this. And and it it, it wasn't only it wasn't only him, but it was God working through him on me. And the more I more I thought about it, and I was I was really developing a, a pretty strong prayer life at the time too, and I was realizing the benefits of silence and and contemplation and the interior life, and uh, I uh, I was like, okay, I, I just got to do it. I got to get over those apprehensions and do it. And 
And as soon as I did, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this again. Because yeah. <laughs> like you said, you, you come back so refreshed and so energized. Yeah, you know, and I, I remember, I think this was maybe my third retreat, um, and, and the words that kept coming out, you know, God kind of pricks you at, at times, you know, pay attention to this, pay attention. You've probably seen that in mass or, or you know, in prayer or reading scripture. Yeah. And there was, there was one time, it's just like, you need to rest. Mm-hmm. I just want you to rest. I just, I want you to rest your mind. I want you to rest your body. And I, I'm a person that um, I have, I wake up several times a night. It's just kind of my nature. That whole weekend, I slept through the night. Oh, it, it was like it good. was it was it was amazing, and uh, and that's what he wanted from me. And I came came back twice as energized, ability to do twice as much with family, work, everything, you know. And it's uh, I don't know, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, one of the most vivid memories from my first retreat was that I remember the first night that we were there, and I'm in a room all by myself, and it's dark and it's unfamiliar and it's not intent to, intended to be luxurious by any means. But as I laid there and, and, and I started to pray, saying, you know, asking to, for, for the grace that this weekend was going to give, I realized that I had a ringing in my head. My ears were ringing. It was like, um, there, it, it wasn't a very clear, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear that well. And I'm thinking, that must have been something that I just live with because yeah. it was so quiet. And by the end of the weekend, that ringing was gone. It, I was, it was just clearer. So mm-hmm. when I went back, of course, and I'm talking to my wife and my kids, everything else was just a little clearer because I, I heard it just a little bit differently. And maybe, you know, maybe the hearing was a metaphor in a sense, but um, and maybe the ringing was still there. I don't know. I mean, but I could just hear better. I was, I was more open to the communication and, and, and uh, just the people around me. That's wonderful. We just have a couple minutes left here. We're visiting with Sean DeKaiser about silent retreats and just the beauty of silence and encountering God in the silence. Um, And for you guys out there, uh, I just want to let you know that this is not a time of fasting. There's plenty of food on retreats, usually. (laughs) And so um, if that gets you in the door, I mean, food is good. There is one interesting thing about DeMontreville that every meal is the same all the time. Mm-hmm. Everything is absolutely the same when you're there. When, when you go back, they put you in the same room. And it's because they don't want you to think about anything. They don't yeah. want you to, okay, what am I going to have for dinner or anything? So everything is consistent. Yeah. And you sit in the same chair. So yeah, when, that's you, what I Thursday do. night you sit down and that's the, yeah. that's your chair for the whole weekend. I say that as a little bit of a joke, but um, but yeah, you know, basically they do want to provide for all your needs so you can completely focus on the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one, one of the other things I just want to, to mention quick is just the, the opportunities that we have in our own listening area. So we have DeMontreville down um, is near St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Or, just, yeah. Yep. Um, we have Broomtree Retreat Center. You know, that's in, that's in South Dakota, Irene, South Dakota. And, um, and we have Maryvale and different, different things like that. So there are opportunities within our own listening area to, to be able to find these retreats. There's one in Hankins and actually might be this weekend. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I know Father Andrew Jasinski yeah. in, in the Diocese of Fargo. He always leads Ignatian retreats. So, 
So be sure to check them out in, in your local diocese um, and or check out Broomtree, DeMontreville. Uh, all of these are just wonderful centers and places where you can encounter God. So, um, Sean, thanks so much yeah, for being with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, wonderful. So stay with us. We're going to head to a break. When we return, we're going to be talking about a saint who was canonized nearly 400 years ago and actually he ties directly in with what we've been talking about throughout right. this show. So we'll talk about that connection, who he is, and why he's a powerful intercessor to tie it back into intercessory prayer right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 